Welcome to episode 84 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about January 2020. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as capitalism, the United States at war, the killing of Kasim Soleimani, democracies, or celebrity culture comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean.com. The video version of the podcasts are available on YouTube, BitShoot.com, and Brighton.com. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook and Twitter advertising. Please see this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for the URL. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Well, as the new year and new decade dawned, the assault on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad festered. Several in the left-wing media floated the idea that this would be Trump's Benghazi, which was ironic considering the fact that when Obama was ignoring the attack on the consulate in Benghazi, Libya, and Hillary was lying about it, as well as Susan Rice, these same left-wing media outlets told us there's nothing to see here. They completely let Obama and Hillary off the hook for their utter incompetence. But that is ancient history. Back to January 2020, then the United States killed Iran's top general and possibly heir apparent to the top position in the Iranian regime, Qasem Soleimani. They did that in an airstrike at Baghdad's international airport. Listen to episode 81 for more on that. Then, to a man and woman, every national Democrat and the United Nations condemned the killing for a variety of reasons, some valid, most not. Then Alan Dershowitz weighed in and said Trump had more justification to kill Soleimani than Obama had to kill bin Laden. What, you may be thinking? He explained that as a uniformed member of an enemy military, he was classified as an enemy combatant, which falls under the authority of the commander-in-chief. He went on to explain that this guy orchestrated the attack on the embassy, which in and of itself was an act of war, and according to the intelligence reports, Soleimani was planning another attack on Americans. If true, that made him a fair target of our military. Unlike bin Laden, who Dershowitz characterized as a revenge killing, he was not an ongoing threat to the United States, and he was not a uniformed officer of an enemy military. Then, during an emergency parliamentary session, the Iraqi government voted in a non-binding resolution to have foreign troops removed from the country. Then Trump said, We ain't leaving unless Iraq reimburses us for all the military bases the U.S. has in their country. Then the democratically controlled House, in another move proving the, their only principle in which they operate under is the to oppose all things Trump, introduced a war powers resolution limiting Trump's commander-in-chief powers in Iran. Then Bernie Sanders demonstrated yet again that he is disconnected from reality, comparing Soleimani's killing to Putin's assassination of dissidents. Think about the twisted and lack of logic required to make that connection. Putin issues orders to kill fellow citizens in the country in which he heads the government. Trump issues an order to take out a military leader of another nation, one which has a track record as a mass murderer. Then Iran lobs missiles at the U.S. military base in Iraq, but before they did, they notify the Iraqi government that the attack was imminent. Reportedly, there were no casualties and minimum damage on the ground. However, by the end of the month, there were several reports that a number of U.S. military personnel were indeed injured during the bombing. Then Trump addressed the nation and said Iran will never get a nuclear weapon while he is president. 
He also sounded a rather conciliatory tone towards the Iranian regime, but promised to increase economic sanctions. Then the day after the Iranian missile attack, we learned that a Ukrainian-bound airliner that crashed after departing the Tehran airport the night of the missile attack, killing all 176 people aboard, was actually shot down by two Iranian missiles. Then after two weeks, Iran admitted to accidentally shooting down the Ukrainian passenger jet. Then mass protests started in Iran, calling for the ouster of the mullahs. Then Donald Trump's tweet to Iranians in Farsi expressing support for their protest of the Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini had over 200,000 likes, making it the most liked Parisian tweet in social media history. Quote, To the brave and suffering Iranian people, I have stood with you since the beginning of my presidency, and my government will continue to stand with you. We are following your protest closely. Your courage is inspiring. End quote. In a related story, former NFL quarterback and current desperate-for-attention social justice warrior Colin Kaepernick weighed in regarding killing of Qasim Soleimani. He tweeted, quote, America has always sanctioned and besieged black and brown bodies both at home and abroad. America's militarism is the weapon wielded by American imperialism to enforce its policies and blundering of the non-white world. There is nothing new about American terrorist attacks against black and brown people for the expansion of American imperialism, end quote. Twitter erupted an educated Colin on the body count in the Middle East Muslims left in the two decades wake of Soleimani's reign of terror. Julian Castro, Marianne Williamson, and Corey Spartacus Booker all dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Don't worry if you have no idea who any of those people were or were even aware that they were running for president. Julian and Corey are dishonest, backstabbing partisan hacks with horrible policy ideas. Marianne is a successful entrepreneur, author, and self-help guru with terrible policy ideas, but at least her business should get a boost from the publicity. The Golden Globe Award show was hosted by comedian Rick, Ricky Gervais, who deliciously attacked his audience of celebrities over their hypocritical stances on climate change, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and their political views. His rant inspired episode 78, The Truth About Celebrities. Puerto Rico was hit by another earthquake. This one was a 6.4 magnitude. Nearly all the islands, more than 3 million people, lost power. Bushfires raged in Australia. The claim by liberals worldwide that climate change was the cause was quickly discredited when it became apparent that an arson epidemic was largely to blame. Over 180 people were arrested and charged with arson. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, announced they intended to step back from their royal duties and divide their time between the UK and North America. This was big news. Why? I have no idea. Who gives a shit about the British monarchy? Further analysis suggests it has something to do with Prince Andrew's dealings with the late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. The Queen may be exiling the future king and keeping him away from the future revelations about Andrew. Time will tell. A Delta flight from Los Angeles International Airport to Shanghai made an emergency landing, dumping thousands of gallons of fuel on school children as it returned to LAX. An undercover operative from Project Veritas filmed a rabid Bernie Sanders field organizer claiming that cities will burn if President Trump is re-elected this year and that Trump supporters will need to be re-educated in gulags, similar to what Germany did to Nazified Germans after World War II. He suggested that billionaires in particular should be sent to gulags to break them of privilege. Another video showed a Bernie staffer talking about plans for extreme action even if Sanders is elected. Seems like communists just can't let their violent streak go. It's part of their ideology. 
The Democrats had their seventh presidential nomination debate. The most relevant story to come out of it was CNN's complete ineptitude to ask tough questions of anyone except Bernie. CNN's Abby Phillip asked Bernie Sanders, quote, I do want to be clear here. You're suggesting that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election? End quote. To which Bernie replied, that is correct. She then immediately addressed Warren, quote, Senator Warren, what do you think when Senator Sanders told you that a woman could not win the election? And Elizabeth Warren proved herself to be a backstabbing, lying piece of shit. After CNN did her bidding and after the debate was over, a hot mic incident occurred between Warren and Sanders. I'm sure it wasn't staged or planned. Warren said to Bernie, I think you called me a liar on national television. And if Bernie were a real man, he would have said, you are a liar. But just like he did during the 2016 race when he said, enough about the emails during a debate with Hillary Clinton, he wussied out and said, let's not do this here. This guy wants to be president, but he's unwilling to confront his opponents. Why? Oh, well, because they are women, of course, and doing so would anger his woke constituency. Back to the impeachment of President Trump. Nancy Pelosi finally sent the articles of impeachment over to the Senate after holding the slam-dunk case for 33 days. The articles were delivered in what can only be described as a funeral procession, with Adam Shifty Schiff and Sleepy Jerry Nadler leading the way. Chief Justice Roberts was sworn in to preside over the trial. Democrats bitched and moaned all month about bringing new witnesses to the Senate trial. Republicans argued that if you did not interview the witnesses as part of your impeachment inquiry, you can't bring them to the Senate trial. Go back and conduct another impeachment inquiry and interrogate those witnesses. Ken Starr and Alan Dershowitz joined Trump's legal team for the impeachment trial. Then a guy named Lev Parnas came forward and was represented by the lamestream media as yet another game changer. They're going to get Trump. Then another game changer. John Bolton's book was supposed to be the bombshell. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell indicated that he was not able to wrangle enough wishy-washy Republicans like Romney, Mikowski, and Collins to end the debate over witnesses. But as the month ended, the Senate did vote 51-49 against a motion to bring more witnesses. More to come in February. The U.S. and China signed phase one of their new trade deal, and like most things that come out of Washington is a bunch of smoke and mirrors. From what I've seen so far, it's a nothing burger. Vladimir Putin decided to rewrite the Russian constitution, adding provisions that would allow him to remain in power indefinitely. Something called the coronavirus hit China and then spread to the rest of the world. Here's a summary of the month's biggest story. There were 10,000 confirmed cases with 257 fatalities. UK researchers suggested about 76,000 were infected in Wuhan, China, where the virus originated. The impact of the virus, however, is not fully reflected because no one really trusts the numbers coming out of the Chinese government. The US and Japan advised citizens to avoid travel to China. Hong Kong schools were closed until early March. Singapore closed its border to China. More than 43 airlines canceled flights to China. There were about 1,000 suspected virus cases in India. The CDC started quarantining Americans coming back from China. Canada announced a fourth case in that country. Congresswoman and Democratic presidential not-so-hopeful Tulsi Gabbard sued Hillary Clinton for defamation when she called her a Russian asset. Speaking of Hillary, and yet another attempt to remain relevant since her last attempt last month by going on the Howard Stern show and telling people that she likes men, she went after Bernie Sanders saying nobody likes him and he's done nothing. 
which both of those are probably true. Anyway, she's got this documentary coming out, I think on Netflix. She's looking for ways to replenish the coffers after the Clinton Foundation donations collapsed following her lost election when it became clear that there was no need to ingratiate oneself to one of the most evil people of our generation. So her solution is to shit on the man in which she rigged the Democratic primary against. I will say one thing about her. She's ruthless. Power is everything to this woman, and I hope for the sake of her soul that she finds Jesus soon, because the direction the rest of her life indicates a southbound journey. Trump killed it in Davos, Switzerland, as he hobnobbed with other world leaders and elitists. He delivered one of the best speeches touting how great America is while debunking the climate change fraud. Pretty remarkable. Joe Biden admitted that he is in favor of selective enforcement of American laws depending on what socioeconomic group you belong to and to which party that group tends to vote for. He openly admitted that illegal immigrants caught drunk driving would not be prosecuted under his administration. Not only is he a baboon's ass for basically telling every American citizen to suck it up if you get hit, maimed, or killed by a drunk illegal immigrant on your street, but he, as president would have no authority to enforce state drunk driving and manslaughter laws. For a guy who spent his life as a lawmaker, he sure is impressively ignorant of the law. Elizabeth Warren was again exposed for the pandering fraud that she is. I mean, she is just a despicable person with no redeeming qualities. An Iowa voter waiting in line to get his picture taken with her asked Liz if he would be reimbursed all his expenses incurred paying his daughter's college education out of pocket. He explained that his daughter did not take out loans and therefore, subject to Warren's, don't know where the money will come from student loan forgiveness program, her method of using taxpayer dollars to buy the votes of millennials. Here's how the brief exchange went. The dad. I just wanted to ask one question. My daughter is getting out of school. I've saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? Of course not, Warren replied. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money and those who did the right thing get screwed, he asked. My buddy had fun, bought a car, and went on all the vacations. I saved my money. He makes more than I do. I worked a double shift. The man pressed before accusing Warren of not taking him seriously. You're laughing at me, he said. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing and we get screwed. I appreciate your time, Warren stated as he walked away. Did she really appreciate his time exposing her lame brain pie in the sky, throw everything at the wall and see what sticks shell, or shall I say shrill of a candidate? Kobe Bryant and one of his daughters died in a helicopter crash in California. The celebrity worship culture was on full display. President Trump became the first sitting president to address the annual March for Life in Washington, D.C. Then he revealed his Mideast peace plan. The corruption of the Biden family was laid out for all to see during the course of the month. From his son Hunter to his brother James to his sister Valerie, all were proved guilty of at least nepotism in writing Biden's name from financial advantage, or at worst, fraud. In the meantime, Biden is out there slurring his words, forgetting history, while running for the most powerful position on planet Earth. Oh, and then telling people, I'm making sure I pick a good VP because I'm an old guy. Then President Trump signed the USMCA trade deal. The Dow Jones was down 1.5% for the month, the S&P ended up down only half a percent, while the Nasdaq was actually up 1.3%. The last trading day of the month had the Dow down over 600 points, S&P down 58, and the Nasdaq 148 points. 
All three indices climbed during the month, then showed dramatic drops the last couple of weeks of the month, with the Dow down 3.7% from its high. Remember all the Dow 29,000 talk? The S&P was down 3.2% from its high. The Nasdaq was down 2.7% from its high. The sell-off is being blamed on the coronavirus. Others claim the signing of the trade deal with China was the culprit. There's an old Wall Street adage, buy the rumor, sell the fact. Well, now that the deal is done, they're selling the market. Oh, and as the month's final hour fizzled, Britain finally left the European Union. Prime Minister Boris Johnson called Britain's departure a moment of real national renewal and change. When I reviewed my notes for the month of January, I marvel at President Trump's ability to get shit done. It is quite remarkable and funny, depending on your perspective, that while the Senate held its sham impeachment trial, the president held three rallies, killed an Iranian general, signed a trade deal with China, then one with Mexico and Canada, delivered a clear pro-American speech at the conference in Davos, offered up a Middle East peace treaty, became the first sitting president to address the March for Life, all the while trolling National Democrats and haters alike with his rhetoric about the greatest economy ever. Can't wait to see what February has in store for us. If you're looking for an easy-to-read reference guide to have on your desk or bookshelf that covers many of the topics tackled here on the TruthQuest podcast, grab a copy of my book, Critical Thinking, spelled with a P like Peter. The subtitle is The Lost Art of Critical Thinking and Common Sense in Politics and Public Policy. In it, I tackle dozens of public policy issues from immigration and energy policy to the 17th Amendment and welfare. It's available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for more information. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. 